everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 498. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And again, Ichigo will be out for a few weeks due to her husband's new work schedule. I mean, getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning for work. Jesus. I know! I mean, last time I've had to be up that early was when I was working, um... Like, uh, while I was working Black Fridays, having to be at at the store at 5 or 6 a.m. You know, at least I, I had, um... A big old bucket of coffee to have with me, but you know, <laughs> that's neither uh, here nor there. By the way, like how how big is that thing? You know, for uh, people who couldn't really see it or don't know the magic of Wawa coffee, it's sixty four ounces. Basically, <laughs> take the largest venti cup from Starbucks times two. But, or if you're like some of the people that me and Mako-chan and Ari hang out with, it's equal to two bottles of wine. <laughs> Don't believe me? Try it. <laughs> yeah, but then it gets warm and gross. Well, knowing how our friends drink, I think that would be the least of their worries. True. Mm-hmm. Anywho... We are live tonight, week of May 11th, 2021, right here live on Twitch TV. Uh, you can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So head on over to uh, Twitch TV slash VOG Network, and you'll see some great programming over there. They kick things off on Sundays at 8 p.m., kicking off with the Bobby Blackwood Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio. And then we come in on Tuesdays, and sometimes during the week they may have little specials here and there. Stay tuned to the website at vognetwork.com for more information about that. And don't forget, we are also on Discord. So hang out with us over at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every person that's part of Voice of Geeks Network, I mean, like every show, has their own channel. So come through, hang out, and tell us what's up. Anywho, we're going to go around the room with how was your week, how was your day, Ari. Uh, well, today was payday, so that got direct deposited. And, uh, well, I am really starting to feel the pinch of, uh, being on workman's comp. Mm. Like, I'm seeing, like, back in the booth levels of, uh, you know, wages right now. And, uh, it's just, you know, you know, it's just, you know, motivating me to get better and get, uh, cleared to go back to work. Obviously. No, I, I I totally get that. B- believe you me, if I'm looking at my job, I'm like, yeah, th- this this ain't gonna fly. You best believe I will be at the gym every single day working out just to get my strength back. So you know, I get that. Uh, well, speaking of working out, uh, physical therapy's going pretty good. Well, that's good. It's you know, it's not actually hurting, and uh, well, I, I know I do have to go because they might think of some uh, shenanigans or whatever if uh. I don't, like, because I definitely don't want to get on the hook for insurance fraud. That's the last thing I need. But, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping everyone, I'm keeping everyone important, you know, 
in the know about what's happening with mm-hmm. me, how everything's going. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and that's, uh, pretty, that's pretty much been it for me. I've been, uh, playing GTA online a lot. Mm-hmm. And I found a, this one person on the Instagram who does, you know, artwork of either yourself or your, uh, GTA character in the style of, uh, official GTA five artwork. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, you know, haven't ordered anything yet because after my two major bills, I'm like, oh, God, I hope I can make this work till next payday. Oh, oh you, you will. And besides, the other reason why they have you going to um, PT is that, you know, God forbid you're like, you're fine. And then you get injured, like not even a week after you leave PT. And it's like the cycle starts again, you know. I hope it doesn't come to that. Exactly. So. So, yeah, that's how uh, things have been going for me. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? I am so tired. <laughs> uh, Do tell. Well, no, it's uh, basically um, I went over to visit my mother for Mother's Day this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then because I had the apartment to myself, um, I basically lazed around all day. Um, I did put my computer chair together. And um, unfortunately, like I thought, it does not fit under my desk. I could have told you that. Actually, it's it's not bad. Um, it's the arms, um, like the down where mm-hmm. it is uh, by the seat. It's just that part that doesn't go under the desk. Um, so if the arms weren't attached, then I could put the chair under the desk and have no issue. Right. However, I have no choice but to have the arms, because if the arms were not attached, I would not have the back of the chair either. See, there is... Wonderful a, how that works out. See, yeah. there is a way to kind of fix that. Now, here's the thing. Most chairs use the same parts, so you could get a really tall gas cylinder and just swap it out. Depending on how tall of a one you get, you can... You could slide your chair underneath the desk, but the handles will be on top of the desk, you know? Well, no, the handles move. Mm-hmm. It's not the ha- it's it's not the armrests themselves. Those actually Did flip, flip up. up. Like, uh, yeah, like- oh, so you're saying how wide out, like, the arms that hold the armrests. Right. Gotcha. It's actually um, the part of the arm that attaches to the seat itself. Gotcha. Okay. It's about a half inch on either side. And because it's hard plastic, mm-hmm. that's the only part that doesn't actually fit under the desk itself. So I have no choice because um, I can't exactly, you know, remove them. Right. But yeah, I mean, other than that, um, I just I haven't slept well this week. So I'm really, really freaking tired. Uh, I, I think I've gotten maybe like five hours of sleep each night since Sunday. So you weren't sliding. So you weren't. So you didn't get a chance to kind of slide out of your room with sunglasses and a, and a collared shirt singing um, old time rock and roll. Um, maybe if I had hardwood floors, I would be able to do that. Um, but you know, me and, uh, roller skates and roller blades don't work very well, so I ain't sliding nowhere. True. And on a side note here... Plus, you don't, like, you don't really have hardwood floors, do you? No, it's all carpet. Yeah, that, that, 
no traction on that. And Serenity1488 wants to know, how is the new kitty? It's actually my cousin's kitty, and he's absolutely adorable. He, um, We think he's part Bengal. Um, but because they went back uh, to visit their mom for Mother's Day, they didn't want to drag uh, the cat with them. So I had all three cats with me this weekend. He kind of looks and like a stoner type cat. And I had a cuddle buddy. Um, he finally warmed up enough uh, by Saturday night that he decided that he was going to sleep uh, in bed with me. Which, I mean, it works out well because, um, like, a couple years back with Wabbit, um, Wabbit liked to sleep up by my head, and that's usually where Damien sleeps. Mm -hmm. So Jeter um, just likes to sleep on you. (laughs) So I actually had him um, basically on me, no matter how often I turned. So it was no problem with the other cats and uh, with uh, Damien. So, yeah. Did they, they all lay together in a big cat pile? No, no, they're they're not that friendly. Um, but I, I can get you know two of them up on the bed with no issues. Uh, I, I the three of them will like they'll stay in the living room together. Um, and have no issues, but they're really spread out. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's just two per uh, per room. Sounds sounds good. Sounds fair. All right, cool. Cat piles are just so cute. Mm-hmm. They are, but uh, yeah. Um, at least <laughs> Damien's the type that just goes, yeah, whatever. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you should have renamed him to to um. To John McClane, because he's at that point, because, you know, John McClane really doesn't care anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but when Damien was uh, first had, Damien was my grandmother's cat, mm-hmm. and um, he was aptly named Damien because he was a high holy terror. Um, he would chase after people. He would um, bite and scratch. He did not like anybody, really, except for my grandmother. Um, but then, uh, I got his, I, I got my claws on him and now he's just a cuddle slut. Mm. <laughs> he is, he's, um, he's actually taken to, uh, sleeping on, like on my shoulder at night, like curled up next to my neck. Yeah. Um, that's in the last two months that that's been going on. So it's been really cute and nice. And sometimes he gets very, very, very loud. Mm-hmm. Does he purr really loud or just scream loud? Damien, Damien purrs really loud. You've heard he him really, before. Yeah, if he gets really into it, he starts vibrating, and he has vibrated my whole shoulder before <laughs> with his uh, with his purring. That sounds adorable. Mm. He is adorable. And yes, I'm petting him now. He's currently laying behind me. Mm-hmm. Well, to to make that official, so there you go. <laughs> Wait, I, I hold on. Um, and boom, there we go. Anywho, so my weekend day, as always, has been the same, except that. I've spent the last few days trying to track down a brand new 
bed and frame from Ikea along with a matching dresser. And the dressers that they have are not in the, are too big. So I found one that's the right size, but I can't, there's no top and base that's available. And I'm sitting here going, well, there's no point in buying the cabinet part of it because what if the top and base gets discontinued? So I'm like, screw that. I'll just get the bed for now and because my current, you know, cap, uh, dresser is fine. That's all well and good. And I also spent three hours on Sunday cleaning out and organizing my storage cabinet, my storage closet, right back there where you see the lanyards. <clears throat> I ended up throwing out an old cosplay that I've had for years, saying that I was going to wear it again, but I never did. And it's Wizard from Angelic Lair. It's one of my favorite cosplays, but yeah, I've kind of grown out of it. It's been at least 10 plus years since I've worn it. So I'm like, I might as well toss it. And in, and in doing so, I found a broken um, light in one of the bags I stored the costume. Um, you know, like those, those LED lights or whatever. So I tossed that. And I found my old Mythware bag. And I have like a shoulder Mythware Evangelion bag, and I realize it does need to be patched up. Like, it needs a little piece of plastic or metal on the side so that the carry bag will work. And as Cedar DeBury says, Angelic Lair needs more love. Yes, it does, because I have I have the manga, I have the entire DVD box set, and I've been pondering to buy the Blu-ray, even though it's just the regular episodes in SD on like two discs. I just had, I'm just like, well, if I catch a good price on it and that's basically has been my weekend day. And as when we get the geek round table, I, I got, I, I got, I got some, I got a very interesting story to tell. So that's going to be fun. So anywho, all right. Housekeeping notes. Let's take a look here. Uh, don't forget, head on over to youtube.com slash anime jam session and click on play the link for podcast VODs. All of the episodes on here from the beginning of January are available. So if you like listening to the podcast and you want to just kind of see how we react to stuff or something like that, just head on over to our YouTube page. Episode uh, replay episodes will go up every Thursday around 12 noon. Check that out. Uh, don't forget to check out the Vogue Network merch store at shop.vognetwork.com. It'll redirect you to their to the shop where you can buy some cool swag and cool merch. Everything you buy goes back into Vogue Network to help it keep it going because we this comes out of our pocket. So we love doing what we do. So, you know, you know, throw throw a little dollar here and there. You know, we appreciate that. And we are two episodes away from our from our five hundredth episode where we have not actually gone as far as verbally threatening each other live on the show and throwing weapons so you know there's an achievement right there so you know i think there's we all, still two episodes ago <laughs> but still i think we all deserve a pat on the back for the time being so well i didn't realize that throwing weapons was an option mako-chan good job ronma this is you what? we're talking you about gave her ideas well what this is mako-chan she doesn't need any ideas for all we know, she's probably sitting there right now cleaning her nails with her Bowie knife, okay? 
Remember, uh, no, actually, it's not a Bowie knife. It's um, a knife in the shape of a, a leaf. See, um, it's just it's sharp enough that I can, you know, cut down my cuticles with it. See. The camera's always on her her swag. We don't know what she's doing. It could have been an episode where she actually had her knives out on the bed and just inspecting them, you know? Yeah, I, I actually probably need to sharpen some of them. See? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Quick thing here, Serenity1488 says, wondering what would be better, using two Brock Springs to raise the bed or actually getting a bed frame size is, is a queen. It's actually, I think it'd actually be cheaper to get a bed frame. If you're going to spend that type of money on a box spring, you're better off getting a, a bed frame with storage containers underneath. Just saying. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been looking at uh, stuff like that for when it comes time to replace my... Uh my sleeping situation because yeah i mean not for nothing i've had this food down for two years and of course i didn't get the most fanciest one i just got a decent one and it's a pain in the ass to you know flip it up and pull it down so it stays down you know right across the part so that I, and i've had that mattress since mm. before i moved to my old my current apartment yeah. that and the futon mattress literally split itself in half on the inside so and it's Starting to sag a little, so you know, I'm like, yeah, I think I need to treat myself, you know, to something nice to sleep on. So, and and I and I paid off basically 99% of my credit card bills. So, and I have money left over. So I am going to treat myself. So you know. Yeah, I would really like. Uh, I I my mattress is fine. I actually mm -hmm. inherited this mattress. Um, and it's a very expensive uh, pillow top mattress. Mm -hmm. But what I really want is um, a new bed frame. And I specifically want one that it raises the mattress so mm -hmm. I can store stuff underneath and then would lower the mattress back. Sort of like what I had before? No, oh. that is a captain's bed. Okay. So that has drawers under it. Mm -hmm. This actually, um, it raises the mattress mattress itself like a murphy bed mm -hmm. so that you can actually fully store stuff underneath it and get to everything without having to uh you know really take apart anything i think i know what you're talking about down yes you can use a box spring on a bed frame so actually you're supposed to you know if you already you get the bed frame, you put the box spring, and then the mattress. Because without the box spring, the mattress is going to fall right through the frame. Unless you get those Ikea slats. But, yeah. <coughs> but, but, you know, yeah, what, I'm you know looking, how I'm looking at these types of frames, mm -hmm. and they're like $600, $800. Are you looking $1, on Amazon? <laughs> Are you looking on Amazon? Uh, this is actually on overstock.com. Check Amazon because it's probably a third of the price and it's probably coming out. It's coming off a slow boat from China. Let's yeah, see. What else do we have? This is what I'm talking about. Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh. Let's take a look here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I've seen those before. Yeah, that's what I want. In a way, I kind of want that more, but. <laughs> 
Mm. I just figure I could, you know, the crap that I could store underneath that then I could put, you know, basically all my cosplay crap. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I that. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's not stuff that I need often, so I can put, you know, my cosplay shoes under there. I can, you know, put my props under there. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that I'm not going to use every day or, you know, even once a month or anything. So that's actually what I really, really want it for. Yep. That does and it's look just, nice. And it's basically the same price on Amazon. Yeah, those frames mm. are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you know, because I've rearranged stuff in my storage closet, I actually have space. And speaking of, when I went through to clean up, like, I have, like, gym bags and stuff like that. And I'm cleaning up the gym bags and throwing stuff out. I found a, val a pack of Valentine's candy in one of the bags. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sitting here eating them as we talk. <laughs> That was my next question. Uh, does it say when it expires? No. Huh. Most candy like that, um, hard candies and crap like yeah. that, they don't really expire. I mean, mm -hmm. they can go bad if moisture gets into them, but it's pure sugar, and mm -hmm. sugar is one of those foods or food products that actually doesn't go bad bad or i should say doesn't go stale yeah so the only time something happens to it is if it gets wet or something like that and then it you know gets melty and sticky and moldy right and it was still sealed so you know yeah and some okay. for some reason that, my that storage, storage checks yeah, out. my storage closet is, is kind of temperature controlled so it's nice now the way it is in there i can actually pull stuff out and put my comic bins in there in shorter bins if I actually get around to doing so. But that'll happen soon enough. And let's see what else we have here. And don't forget, this Saturday, starting at um, May 15th, starting at 8 p.m. from 8 to 8, is Michelle Knotts' one-year stream anniversary. We're going 24 hours. I will be there. Mako will be there. A few other people from, the, from Knott's Berry Farm will be there. So... Come through, hang out. We'll be hosting. We'll be playing a lot of Mario games. There may be some adult beverages, but there will be plenty of food. And going back into the chat room here, Serenity428 says that she had a bed frame that only lasts a few weeks and broke it by accident by body slamming on it. <laughs> I, that, That'll that's, do it. No, that's going to... See, that's going to go down the path for Anime Jam Session After Dark. It's only 10 p.m., so, you know, there's still, quote-unquote, daylight. Anywho, uh, next up is uh, Geek Roundtable. This is a part of the show where we talk about some of... We talk about the nerdier aspects of our week. So, Ari, what you got? Uh, well, I was looking around my apartment, and I, I decided, oh, I'll show off this here. This is a... Uh... It's a film cell from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice. A friend of mine had gotten it for me for Christmas uh, a few years ago. Like, I had it. Like, uh... Oh, pardon me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I had it about the time, uh, you know, I actually moved into the place. Yeah. And, uh, it's a nice little frame there. And uh, you can see the certificate of... The certificate of authenticity about it. 
And uh, nice. you know, they got me that for it because you know I like the Marvel movies and my friends you know, with my long hair and my beard I get compared to a uh, Vikings a lot. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, they do say that I'll be the only one of the group that's worthy of wielding Jonir, but only because one or two of them would probably just immediately burst in the flames if they tried to grab it. So, mm. gotcha. <laughs> All right, Marco Sean. As always, you wear your fandom on your sleeve. I do. Um, so this actually is two fandoms. Uh, as you all know, I am super obsessed with Supernatural. You don't um, say. Yeah, but I also collect tarot cards and tarot sets. And uh, so when I saw that they were doing a Supernatural tarot set, I had to have it. <laughs> um and what's really cool is uh, the actual guidebook, if you look at it, is really freaking thick. So it actually takes um, the major arcana and does a full picture of the card with the description. And then the minor gets one page for the card and description hmm. but it gives a full description of not only the card itself but the character and basically every major character that has appeared in the series from season one to season 15 is part of this oh. so that really excited me as well because you know something like that is uh right in my wheelhouse for collectibles i thought there were 16 seasons nope 15 okay yeah, 15 was split in half uh, because of COVID. So they only got half of 15 out before COVID forced them to basically stop being able to record and uh, edit whatever was left. Mm. Um, so they actually, they actually hadn't recorded the last two episodes before COVID hit, mm. uh, which is why the last two episodes are not up to par and don't include as many character cameos as they really wanted for the ending. Okay. Um, so a lot of people are like, Oh, the ending sucks. She's like, no, COVID forced it to suck. You know, don't blame them for not being able to have that was stuff out of their control. Yep. Right. I mean, basically, they were supposed to have cameos from a lot of the different characters come in. But you figure at that point, everybody had to quarantine for two weeks just to be able to record because they were in Canada. So you can't have somebody that is only making, you know, a, you know, going to be recording maybe three hours. Right. Quarantine for two weeks. Is that your cat throwing up? That would be my cat trying to throw up, yes. <laughs> wow, you caught that. Yeah, I I know all about the, like, that sound. I As do I, but I probably wouldn't have caught it right away. I've been like, oh. I assume Damien's going for the other shoe this time. Uh, no, he's actually on my bed, so excuse me. Okay. Alright, so... A couple things. Well, I wanted to mention this last week, but I totally forgot. Or if I did mention it, I didn't get a chance to show it off, but... I 
have a desk mat. Not like a typical desk pad or desk mat where it has like the calendar on it and stuff like that. No. Basically, it is a large mouse pad. And it's basically, if I'm looking at it correctly. Guys, I gotta go for a bit. All right, go on. Take your time. No, no rush. It's like 38 inches by 11 and a half inches. And, it, and this sucker is huge. So basically, this replaced my mouse pad. And I have my mouse on here, my keyboard, everything. So let me show you real quick if I can. Uh, as you can see, it's from LTT, from Linus Tech Tips, LTTstore.com. It's just basically goes across my, my entire desk, which is kind of cool. Looks nice. Thanks. I mean, and what was, you know what's interesting, though, is that every size was the same price. And that was really cool because I think Linus said something about there's no point in, you know, having different prices for different sizes. You know, it's just, I guess to him... Each size is like a differentiation anywhere from 25 cents to a dollar, you know. So I kind of wish, I think I, in a way, I kind of wish I gotten the the larger size. But I did want some areas not covered because right, if you noticed, right next to the mouse, the desk pad, I have my little, my canteen of water here. So I don't, I'd rather have that sitting on the, um, on the desk. backsplash i would have i thought about going in a little bit higher and the and the depth but i'm like this this is fine this this is perfect because i always hated that feeling of like i'm at my keyboard i'm at my computer and i'm typing and i have my mouse my hand on my mouse and it's like my part of my hand falls off the key off the mouse pad <laughs> and it's like i don't like that feeling of like trying to move the mouse pad closer to the keyboard like it's stuck between a rock and a hard place. But now with this is just I just have plenty of space to work with which is which is great. So which kind of sucks is because if I was able to get the uh, that dresser, I was going to move my desktop out from underneath my desk and put my tower move it outside and I had like more breathing room underneath my desk but Here's something interesting about for my uh, geek roundtable. So, if you haven't noticed in recent weeks and months, my collection of figurines have gotten more and more. I actually have three Rem figurines on pre-order. I'm going to soon have more Rem figurines than I do of Sailor Venus figurines. So I'm just like, well, fuck, we can't have that. But... <laughs> As I went to, I think I had pre-ordered, I think I purchased another figurine off of Amazon. And I had spotted a Hatsune Miku uh, figurine. It's a figurine of her and, roll, and rollerblades. Uh, and I thought it was the cutest thing ever. Uh, hold on here. Let me see if I can pull up a picture. Because I want to show y'all, I want to show y'all this picture. Um, let's see. All right, let me move this over here. Go into orders. Right, that pre-order is going to sit there for a while. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, that's the other thing that I purchased. Yeah, here we go. Delivered Wednesday. All right. Okay. Now, 
and I'm going to have to Google search it because you can't right click an image in Amazon and just grab it, you know, unless you kind of this here. It probably is that. Um, hold on. Got like a blue and white almost. Like yeah. A, mm -hmm. uh, like a car hop uniform. Yeah, that's like. basically what it is. Now, now, yeah, I like the fact that she was wearing rollerblades. So, you know. So, here is the figurine. That's the figurine that I, that I purchased. Interestingly enough, it didn't pop up on otaku mode. So, I'm like, you know what? It's really cute. I caught it through on sale on Honey. So, I just... Pay thirty-two bucks for it. But um, side note, I have not played the new Resident Evil game yet, but I did watch a voice actor beat the game. So I guess that's it, and that's that. Kind of feels like a side story, but a story for another time. So I go ahead and I order it. Friday, I get a notification that the package has been delivered. So I go outside. I get the package. Yes, a fifties waitress outfit. And I noticed there are two packages outside. I'm like, did another one of my figurines come early? Because there are times when Otaku Mode will tell you your stuff has shipped. And then you get it. And if you check your your your, your account, it's still in a pending state. So, you know. So, I go ahead and I, and, and I get it. And I open the package. Th th this is what I got. bubble wrap exactly and and I'm going to open the bubble wrap here's the nice. figurine now what's wrong with this picture I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. All right. Well, well, Ari, you did mention it. It came wrapped in bubble wrap. This is a brand new figurine shipped to me in bubble wrap. It was not in the original packaging that it's supposed oh, right, to. Yep. Right. I thought it was like something with the uh, with the with the figure itself. I'm like, mm -mm. okay, he has a lot more figures than I do, so he probably knows something I don't. No. Now. I do have a couple of figurines that were gently used that I got from Rose when she was in Japan. And those, I don't think, I think those didn't have a packaging, so that's understandable. I knew that coming in, that was going to be used for whatever. But here's something interesting. I opened the second package. It's 50s Miku. They sent me two. Oh, neat. No, I only ordered one. <laughs> Well, hey, now you can flip the other one. Actually, no. I'm going to give the other one to a friend of mine. So what I ended up doing I was... Too. Yeah. But I, I was going to flip it, but my my friend, uh, Julia, she's a, also a big fan of Miku. So I'm like, I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. So here's the thing. I went on Amazon JP and ordered another figurine. Same one. It was like a dollar more with shipping. And I'm hoping that this one comes in the box. And if it, and it's going to arrive Friday. If it shows up in the box, I'm sending these back. Even if the other one doesn't come in a box, I'm still sending these back. 
So I'm just like, what the fuck? How can you set? How can you sell a figurine that's brand new, and it comes to you arrive, and bubble wrap? See what I'm saying? <sighs> Anywho, let, let, let's get into tonight's stories. I'll uh, take the first one then. Uh, sure, go for it. Since uh, Mako is still cleaning up the mess that Damien did on her bed, so go for it. So yeah, the state of emergency in Japan is still in effect until May 31st. Uh. Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga declared on Friday that the current new coronavirus disease state of emergency in Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and Hyoko prefectures is being extended until the end of May, and that Aichi and Fukuoka prefectures will also be under a state of emergency starting May 12th. The extended state of emergency covers six of Japan's 13 most populous prefectures, with 43 million people, or one-third of Japan's population. Under the current state of emergency, the government asked large department stores and shopping centers to close, expect, except those offering daily essentials, mm. and events that have no in-person audiences. Under the new extension, the government will ask large department stores to close by 8 p.m. instead of altogether, and even events have no, to have no more than 5,000 attendees and end by 9. The Osaka prefectural government asked for an extension of the state of emergency this week after reporting heavy strain in its hospital system. Economy Minister and COVID-19 Government Response Head Yasutoshi Nishimura underlined the extreme critical situation in Osaka, warning that hospital bed occupancy in Tokyo might mirror the critical state for Osaka over the next two weeks unless the infection rate is slowed. Uh, Japan already has 1,131 severe cases of COVID-19, a record high for the country. Hmm. <clears throat> They also declared on April 27th that for the uh, aforementioned prefectures, as well as prefectures in a quasi-state of emergency, will continue, uh, continue restricting events until June. And the previous restrictions were meant to end by April. Which, <sighs> yeah, this is becoming a, a bigger pain in the ass by the day. You know what? Just cancel the goddamn Olympics already. Just cancel it. I there I think we talked about this last week or we or talked not. about it a couple times yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean there's people wanting, you know, cancel the Olympics. Uh a friend of mine who lives in Japan, she signed a petition for them to postpone slash cancel the Olympics. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? You're not wrong. I mean there I'm I mean, not the last time the Olympics were canceled was over, you know, millions of people dying and that was one of the world war but that was the second world war. Canceled two of them. I mean the precedent is there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now I remember on, you know, I had said on Twitter, you know, it seems that, you know, in Japan, they're not allowing athletes to wear uh, Black Lives Matter uh, paraphernalia. So I'm like, well, it's not like I really was going to plan on watching it anyway. But as I did say to my friend who shared that, if athletes are wearing Stop AAPI Hate, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander, if they're wearing that, they're not going to say a damn thing. So there's your double standard right there. But, you know, I don't see nothing wrong, you know, you know, with them wearing that type of paraphernalia. As long as it's not overtaking their uniform, they wear like a little patch, let them, you know, it's not. You also remember that in, um, in Mexico City in 68, uh, 
like two uh like two Olympians were banned for life for doing a silent black power salute. I remember that. Yep. Mm -hmm. The podium. Yep. Which sucks because, you know, there was riots in Mexico City at that time, and the IOC just went. Eh. I get it. The IOC wants to keep things like you know they want to be as neutral as possible. They don't want to get involved, but sometimes there are some things where you have no choice but to get involved with. So, needless to say, the IOC was in the, on the wrong side in that debacle. Mm -hmm. And the and the well, three guys because you know the the silver medalists they actually you know encouraged them to go through with it. Like they've all been a vindicated in the, their stance. Well, that's good. Also, they only... Also, they each rose a different uh, hand because they only had one pair of gloves. Mm. Alright. Now we're going to get into my fandom real quick. So, yeah, if you notice, it's taken me a little bit more to hit my tablet to run the timeline because... I, my 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 tablet sits on top of my printer, which sits on top of my file cabinet, which is on wheels. I moved it closer to my fridge for space because I cleared out that area. That way I have more foot room because my new speakers that I have, the subwoofer, that sucker is huge. So, you know, I kind of needed the space. So. so sometimes it's like, if I could be like Mr. Fantastic, you know. <laughs> All right. Can you guys hear my fan? Not really. No. no, not really. I don't think that's gonna be okay. that big of a deal because because of all of us talking and so forth. So. Okay. Good. Because if I don't have right? the. Um. Well. Yeah. Um. He just. Uh. It was very wet, and now my mattress is soaked. Oof. So I had to strip the bed and clean everything, and now I have to wait for everything to dry before I can make my bed so I can go to bed tonight. Yeah, maybe it's time to invest Wonderful. in some and some into some, some plastic lining for the bed for the mattress. Uh, I'm not investing in plastic lining for my mattress. Fair, okay. So as you settle in, uh, let me tell y'all about season two of Love Live Nijikasaki. And I wasn't even sure if it was going to get a second season because the way the first season ended, it would it was fine, but. We are getting a season two next year. So until then, we'll have Love Live Superstar, which will take, which we're getting sometime in July. So the new season was announced during the Love Live Nijigasaki High School Idol Club Third Live School Idol Festival, Yume no Hajimari, which was um, May 8th and May 9th. Basically, this series takes place in. Tokyo's Odaiba area. This is a spin-off project from the popular Love Life franchise. So if you're following me here, we have Love Life, Love Life Sunshine. Now we have Love Life um, Nijigasaki School Idol Club, and now we're going to have Love Life Superstar. So I'm just waiting for them to just do a special episode where all four series crisscross one way or another. That would be great. That's probably going to be a movie event. I'm all for that, you know. So, I would, I would, I would love, I would love to see that happen. So, this this anime series follows you, a second year student at Nijigasaki High School, and her childhood friend Ayumu as they try to save their school's idol club. And what's indifferent is, 
there's 10 of them, but one of them is basically like the manager. So as I'm watching this, it's like, wait, that one, it took me a while to figure that out. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like the intro will show 10, but nine of them, I'm like, did I miss something? You know? So it's kind of cool. I did enjoy Adiji Gasaki. I will say the animation was quite clean in comparison to the prior two uh, series. So, Anywho, uh, moving right along. Mako Chan, can you tell us about the Dragon Ball Super movie? Uh, sure. Uh, if I can get everything to load. Uh, ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, um, it was revealed uh, at this year's Goku Day celebration, <laughs> um, which is uh, May 9th in Japan. Uh, Toei Animation revealed that they have plans for a new Dragon Ball Super movie. So it is going to be a brand new story by the creator of Dragon Ball. Um, he's also going to be providing character designs and even wrote lines of the script. Mm. So they're saying that the movie is currently scheduled to premiere sometime in 2022. Obviously, that could change due to COVID. Um, but Akira Toriyama uh, sent a message to Dragon Ball fans around the world. An all-new movie since Dragon Ball Super Broly is currently in the making. Um <clears throat> Just like the previous movie, I'm heavily leading the story and dialogue production for another amazing film. I really shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, but be prepared for some extreme and entertaining bouts, which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of the visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. So I hope everyone will look forward to the new movie. Um, Dragon Ball, um, the, the launch of Dragon Ball, which is the original story, um, mm -hmm. it's 37 years old. Yep. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, um, the entire storyline is extremely large scale. Uh, I, I know that they have had spinoffs, uh, which weren't exactly part of the series. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Something I caught in my throat. Coming. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, Dragon Ball is one of my fandoms. Um, obviously, we have friends <clears throat> that are uh, involved in the fandom. So I do, do look forward to hopefully having them uh, gainfully employed with this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the movies. Um, the only reason why I didn't actually go and see Broly, obviously, is uh, because of um, certain voice actors, which will not be named, and their idiocy. Um, so I'm hoping that I don't have this issue with the new movie that will be coming out. Yes, we have another, he who shall not be named, but... As Theo X seventy five asks, is Toriyama still doing the art for for uh, DBZ? Um, <clears throat> manga wise, no. That's the Dragon Ball Super manga is handed off to some to another team that's working on that. Um, he still helps out with character designs and storyline arcs, as you can see, for the movie. So it's yeah. Not, I mean, basically, it, when they do introduce new characters. 
um, they do kind of go, oh, hey, you know, you want to give us a little bit of a, a nudge here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it's just like with uh, Sailor Moon. Um, for the anime, Sailor Moon R was not actually part of the manga. Mm-hmm. But it's they a went. Arc. Right. Um, but that ends the movies. Uh, they went to the creator and went, um, we'd like to keep this in your style. Would you mind possibly doing some character art for us? So she did. That's why those characters <clears throat> look so much, uh, look so similar to her art style mm-hmm. is because she had a hand in doing those characters. Um, it's just like a lot, a lot of them um, for, uh, for the Inuyasha spinoff. Um, it's, the character designs yep. from the creator of Inuyasha to keep everything flowing, even though the story itself is not necessarily, you know, <clears throat> her stuff. Hi, exactly. Damien, you back? You going to throw up some more? Yeah. Can you yeah, like, not do that on my bed this time? It's not like it's the Boruto manga where I believe Kishimoto came back to write for it, but there's another person doing the artwork so right and i mean sometimes that happens mm-hmm. sometimes they are just too busy to actually do the drawing anymore so they hand the drawing off to somebody else it happens you know i mean look at marvel uh, marvel dc they are constantly yep. coming up with new storylines for their characters and it's not just one person doing that character um, they're finally, you know, uh, Japan is finally getting on to that. Where it's like, okay, well, we can have the person doing, you know, that created the character to do the story, but let them just work on the story and let a bunch of minions do the artwork. Mm-hmm. Minions! <clears throat> and it does. Sorry, I mean, there, there are so many people, there are so many people in Japan that their major is animation or um, drawing and stuff like that. There are so many people out there that need work um so it really works for them to be able to you know actually do something like that because they're trained in doing the art they're not trained in actually doing storylines i swear the only time we should be discussing gt is when it comes to a mustang not dragon ball mustangs are pretty See? Now, while Mako-chan is, is fantasizing about a Mustang GT, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. And ha- it has become the first Japanese film in history to hit 50 billion yen at the box office worldwide. Right now, as of when this article was released last week, 50 billion yen, which translates to $458 million. That's a lot of money. And I think we talked about an art, another title that just hit high numbers like that, but damn. So basically, Golden Week is, is basically over. The box office receipts are coming in and the numbers have been tabulated. And as theorized previously, as of the 202nd day in Japanese theater, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie, 
Mugen Train has become the first Japanese film to ever pass 50 billion yen at the worldwide box office. It had already passed Spirited Away as the highest grossing, grossing Japanese film of all time. But it was just a matter of time before Mugen Train would just get would hit this high number. No one gets off this motherfucking Mugen Train. <laughs> <laughs> I should watch it this weekend. The official Japanese box office figures for this film were recently released since the um since we last discussed this a few weeks ago. Mugen Train has increased its box office takings in Japan by a hundred million for a total of thirty nine point eighty eight billion yen, which translates to three hundred sixty six point seven million dollars, on the back of over tw of nearly twenty nine million tickets sold. While in the previous week prior, the film only brought in 80 million yen, this new figure is from the last 10 days rather than the usual seven, meaning Mugen Train likely only made much as it did the week prior. Fans of the movie were hoping to get Mugen Train to 40 billion yen in Japan before Rengoku's birthday on May 10th, which something else I kind of discovered, but you know. But since the cancellation of his birthday celebrations and the continuing of the state of emergency and most metropolitan regions of Japan, theaters were closing, so it would be kind of difficult for it to happen in just four days. But though a vast majority of the box office numbers have been from Japan, international regions have been doing very well, even as they reopen after COVID restrictions. In North America, the second largest box office for the film and the largest outside of Japan with $34 million in its second week in theater. Taiwan comes in second with $22.47 million and South Korea in third place with sixteen, with nearly $16.5 million. Total worldwide box office numbers, $458 million. It's a little bit over $458.5 million. Still some really good numbers. I know. The movie opened up in Japanese cinemas on October 16th and had the best opening weekend in Japanese cinema history, becoming the highest grossing film in Japanese theaters ever, the highest grossing anime and Jap Japanese film worldwide, and the second highest grossing film of 2020. In North America, Mugen Train made its stops in theaters on April 23rd, available at dubbed and subbed, with a digital release being available on June 22nd, or a few weeks ago, if you have a PlayStation and you're on the PlayStation Store, you know. But um, this is becoming... Mugen Train has become the first anime film to top U.S. box office since Pokemon, the first movie, back in 1999. Wow. Who would have thought a kid, kid trying to save his sister and turn her human... We're over top um, a, a trainer telling Pikachu Thundershock. Or in this case, Thunderbolt. <laughs> I never would have guessed. I, I guess to take down one hype train, you had to pilot another hype train. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like Pokemon is more known than Demon Slayer. Especially, I mean, especially here in the U.S. So that's just like, whoa. But I will say, I think... I guess because of COVID and the restrictions being lifted, us weebs going out, a reason to go to the theaters, you know? So, plus, there's not a lot of stuff in theaters right now, so. Mm -hmm. So, I think that also played in its favor. 
All right. Moving right along. We have the next manga award submissions, and they are open. All right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, the seventh Sugi Nikuru Manga Taisho next manga awards <laughs> opened its English website for accepting overseas votes on Friday. This year marks the first time the awards have accepted entries and votes from outside Japan. Submissions for the print manga and web manga categories will be open until May 21st. <clears throat> the award accepts user submissions of up-and-coming manga with potential to become the next big hits and selects the most popular titles as nominees. Winners are then determined based on votes from manga fans from all over the world. Nominations are only accepted in Japanese, but the final voting based on shortlisted titles will be available in both English and Japanese. And the final winners will be announced August 24th. Uh, I, mm. I guess they expect to count a lot of votes. Yeah. Hmm, pardon me. In the print and web manga series, submissions are accepted for titles currently serializing in Japan that have no more than five print volumes released or have started serialization after January 1st, 2020. Entries accepted for original works of any genre. Works that ranked in the top three in the previous awards are not eligible for nomination. Hmm. And last year's winners included Undead Unlock in the print category and The Dangers of My Heart in the web manga category. Uh, in 2018, the winners were Raize Watanin Gali by Asuka Konishi and My Senpai is Annoying by Shiromata. And in 2019, we had Kusuria no Hitogori, The Apothecary Diaries, and Spy Cross Family. Interesting. I have never heard of any of these titles. Same. So I'm not as big as a weave as some other people. Mm. <laughs> Am I the only one predicted ballot box stuffing since it's going to be, you know, opened up the entire world? Probably. Uh, I'm guessing, like, there might be some shenanigans involved. I don't know. Is it always the case? Or maybe I just have very little faith in my fellow otaku it depends on how they actually do the ballots um the if it is and all that. yeah i mean sometimes they do it by email address sometimes they do it by ip address and sometimes they just allow you to vote you know mm -hmm. once a day i'll tell you this if it's anything if it's anything like the anime awards there will definitely be a clusterfuck involved Anywho, our last story of the night falls right back into Mako-chan's wheelhouse. Yeah, um, so it was announced a little while ago that uh, the Takarazuka review. Or Taco Bazooka, uh, is, as some of our friends yeah, call Taco it. Yeah, Taco Bazooka. Um, <laughs> ta uh, Takarazuka review is an all-female musical troupe. Um, it's basically the opposite of uh, Kabuki which Kabuki is all males. Mm -hmm. um, so the Takarazuka Review is doing a stage musical adaptation of uh, Tsukage Hojo's City Hunter. Um, so they did actually load some visuals, and they are very, very nice. Um, the musical titled Musical City Hunter, um, Nusumarata 
XYZ or stolen XYZ is going to run at the Takarazuka Grand Theater from August 6th to September 13th and at Tokyo's Takarazuka Theater from October 1st to November 14th. Oh, hello again, Kitty. Um, so this is going to be the Takarazuka Reviews Snow Troop. And just like all other idols, there are different troops that do this um, depending on the company. Um, that depends on their names. So, uh, it kind of reminds me of the troops from um, Sakura Tyson. I mean, we've seen Takarazuka uh, do quite a few things. Yeah. Um, they did an entire Sailor Moon series uh, with the Takarazuka actresses. Um, so, <clears throat> I don't think our girl is in Snow Troop, though. I thought that was her in the, in the front here. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm trying to look up and see who is... Yeah, because there's a flower troop, a moon troop, a snow troop, a star troop, and a cosmos troop. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Come on. It's getting there. It's making its way there. Yeah, I think she's in Flower Troop. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so for those that... Uh, nope, that is not... Nope. She might be in a different um, in a different review, too. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, um, they do a lot of different uh, musicals throughout the year. Um, they do a lot of classical plays, a lot of classical musicals, and all of the actors on stage are women. Um, I know that one of the troops actually came over two or three years back and did a full Takarazuka Chicago review. Yes. And she was, uh, which, I think she was in that one. Yes, she was. Yes. I think she and was I the main really wanted to one. go and see it. I knew friends who actually flew in from the West coast just for this. I'm just like, that's dedication. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Yuga. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Yamato Yuga. She, that's her name. Yeah, she's in the Cosmos Troop. Okay. She is in Takarazuka Review, but she's in Cosmos Troop. All right. Now that we got that out the way. Here's the part of the show that y'all really tune in for is Meanwhile in Japan. I call the second article. Okay. I will... I'm going to take the last one. Okay. I got to try and get to that. Okie dokie. So I get the first one. Mm -hmm. This is an update. <laughs> Um, so basically, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the 7-Eleven that was being built in the parking lot of the 7-Eleven. 
Um, so, it looks like the 7-Eleven in the parking lot of the other 7-Eleven has finally opened for business. <laughs> so, just as a, um, a refresher, um, back in 2018, uh, Matsumoto, who owned the original 7-Eleven, declared he would no longer keep his store open 24 hours a day, citing a lack of staff as the cause. Mm-hmm. He said that the percentage of revenue taken by the head office made it too hard to pay his clerks a decent wage. So, by 2019, he cut ties with 7-Eleven, ending the contract. Um, or I should say 7-Eleven cut ties with him because of that, cutting the contract. Um, he ended up having to close the store and leaving it vacant for over a year, basically closed due to COVID and legal dispute. Um, on May 4th, 7-Eleven held a grand opening of the new temporary location about two meters in front of Matsumoto's store. So, um, the they're basically saying that um, <laughs> the weirdest thing um, is that there was a tiny 7-Eleven sign placed next to the original 7-Eleven sign. Um, they also kept the rear construction wall up so that the original store would stay out of sight. And uh, yeah, um, so it did uh, the Masumoto ended up giving a press conference Um, reading seven headquarters, please stop the improper use of force. So uh, he, (laughs) he ended up walking over to the new seven 11 to buy a (laughs) coffee from it, went back to his own store (laughs) and was flocked by reporters. After explaining his situation and saying that this new development wasn't to his liking, but he had to focus on his legal case. And again, he is suing uh, for the rights of the store Um, After the press conference, um, he said, anywhere in the world, it's important to have a voice. Having your voice is important, even if you're mistaken, because when everyone makes their voice heard, more can be accomplished than by keeping quiet and just letting the wrong people have their way. So, yeah. Um, So it looks like the court case will begin on May 28th. Um, and the judges will determine once and for all the fate of this lot full of 7-Elevens. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like 7-Eleven, so you put a 7-Eleven in your 7-Eleven. Normally over here we just do the whole Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks. Yeah, well, I mean, according to this, um, he only owned the actual building. Everything else was leased by 7-Eleven itself. So 7-Eleven could and did build a smaller store and place it in the parking lot of where the original store was. Um, since they broke, um, I guess, uh, franchisiness with the original store owner, um, he really can't call his store 7-Eleven anymore. So there really is technically only one 7-Eleven on that spot. It just happens to be in the parking lot of a closed, run-down 7-Eleven. Maybe he could turn into a Lawson's. Huh. You know what else they would do here is they would probably they'll probably get converted into like a generic kind of store like that. It'll have something where like it's an 812 or something like that. Well, I mean, his whole thing though is that 
he's he could not stay open for the 24 hours, which is one of 7-Eleven's big things. Mm -hmm. It's 24, or I should say, you know, their whole gimmick, um, seven days a week, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was his whole thing is that he couldn't stay open for the entire time. And 7-Eleven corporate was getting enough complaints of people wanting to go in there late at night and buy stuff that they finally were like, look, if you can't keep to the hours that we as corporate tell you to, then you're done. So even if he were to open his own store, he still wouldn't be able to do the whole 24-hour, seven-day-a-week thing. So there's still going to be time where he's not making any money and 7-Eleven is. Even if he did switch over to a Lawson's or something like that. Now, Ari, it's interesting that you bring that up. Years ago, Years ago, there was a TV show called Fight Back with David Horowitz. It's basically like consumer protection type show. I remember an episode where this guy opened up his version of 7-Eleven and got, and got flack for it. And he called it 612. And I think if you Google it, you can still find some information in regards to that. <laughs> well, there actually is an 812 generic off-brand 7-Eleven near me. I've only just driven past it. Look, I, I look, all I know is about seven months ago, the 7-Eleven by me closed. It is an empty lot. Diagonally across the street from from me used to be a used to be a supermarket. It is now a church. Um, I I I I don't know anymore. As long as I still have a couple of home style pizzerias, I'm perfectly okay. Well, that's New York, so yeah. that's pretty much anywhere. <laughs> it's like I've said. Um, if you go up Avenue U, there's four pizzerias, a Mexican place, and a Papa John's. So good pizza places and a Papa John's. <laughs> there you go. And I see the beer. He says, I never saw quick stop in person until I moved to Florida. Dude, that's not the real quick stop. Oh, wait, I'm thinking, yeah, quick. That's not the real quick stop, dude. The, me, me and Maka, we've seen the real quick stop. And that we late, actually, we actually tracked, it. we actually tracked that down. Yep. And, and it's right. like a pilgrimage for any Kevin Smith fan or yep. just, fan of cinema and jersey in general and right next to it is the rst video and inside the quick quick stop it is smaller than my apartment <laughs> it is oh, it's, and the, uh, it's the really RST. really tiny yes anytime they actually use it they basically um rent it from the guy that owns it and clear everything out of it uh just to be able to have enough i actually thought they just anything. used the front and the, just uh, film the rest everywhere else and the RST next to it, it's still derelict, and it still has all the uh, the forgotten ta uh, VHS tapes and a uh, game and game uh, cartridges in there. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, like that was the first thing I noticed when uh, we f we first sought that out. Yep, I think I have a picture on my phone. I don't know. I, if not on my phone, it's it probably in Google Photos. I may have a picture somewhere. I'll have to yeah, I, I know that um, we wanted to try and get over there in character to take pictures at some point. 
me an Applejack. Yes, and post. T- I'll take a picture and post it and tag Kevin Smith. And be like, yeah, you gotta check this out. Yeah, I actually. Um, that reminds me, I haven't gone over to the comic shop since they moved. Oh yeah, that's right. So I need to go ahead and find that because they moved into an uh, into a bigger area. Yeah, it's like two so blocks. The shop itself is yeah. The shop itself is bigger. Yeah, it's the like old two, one. Yeah, it's like two blocks away from the old location. Yeah, the old one was um, very dark. It was very old, but it was also very cramped. Mm-hmm. And now it's very nice. It's open, modern. So I want to get in there. I need new sticker decals because mine all came off my car. Snooches, booches. All right, moving right along. Um, all right, how are people earning money scamming scammers? Oh God, the scam baiting network like community on YouTube would be. I'd have a field day for this. That's one of the things I have been watching. Is I've been watching scammer payback. Kit Boga, Jim Browning, yes. <laughs> so yeah, turning the tables on the Ore Ore scam in Nagoya can leave you richer than you were before the attempted fraud. Uh, the Ore Ore scam is one of the oldest kinds of Japan. It starts when a crook calls a senior citizen on the phone and says, Ore da, or it's me. Plans of the target will mistake the scammer for a son or grandson, or should they ask, who is this? The scammer will go guilt tactic saying, what? It's me. You recognize my voice, don't you? And yeah, this is just tailoring the scam to your market. Mm-hmm. The next step is for their scammer to tell you that they target that this, the scammer needs money and fast, usually to help smooth over some mistake at work. It's a despicable deception that preys on Japanese societal values of familial and professional responsibility, and every year Japanese seniors are defrauded out of millions and millions of yen by it. But as of now, there's a way for law-abiding Japanese people to actually make money from Ore Ore scams instead. And no, they don't have to mug the pickup guy. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody call Mark Rober. Tell him to deploy his glitter bombs to Japan. I want you to know, he once deployed that glitter bomb and someone got arrested. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love that saga that's brewing up. Yes. Anyhow, on May 1st, the Minami Precinct of the Aichi Prefectural Police, which serves and protects the city of Nagoya's Minami Ward, launched a new aspect of Operation Pretend to be Fooled. Not very creative, but this new crime-fighting program asks people who have been contacted by someone claiming to be a loved one who needed cash to notify the police, then work with them to draw the scammer out. For each case in which cooperation leads to the identification of the scammers, the original target will be paid 10,000 yen. That's about $98. The IG police created a system following a recent increase of Ore Ore scams in the prefecture, though currently it's only residents of Minami Ward that are eligible for the crime-fighting bounties, which are funded by Nagoya Minami Ward Crime Prevention Association. A Minami precinct spokesman said that in addition to being the leading the apprehension of criminals, they hope the program, which is being prompted Remove local signs and posters. Will help, will help raise awareness of Ore Ore scams and encourage people to be more vigilant about demanding proper identification for anyone asking for cash over the phone. So, yeah, like, incentivizing scam baiters. <laughs> or it's like, you're fucked. 
I mean, why not? Yeah, honestly, of all the scam baiting stuff I've seen, like my favorite video was this one where the guy actually had up, you know, broken into a system and actually saw the script that they use when they call people. Mm -hmm. So when they called him, he just went from their script back at them. And they got so pissed off. It was beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I just love seeing scammers like this get their comeuppance. I'm all for it. Oh, definitely. All right. Now, th this one is, now, this one is an odd one because... The way my, my apartment is laid out, I can wake up and see somebody in my kitchen and be like, what are you doing in my kitchen? I don't have anything. But, you know. Anywho. And Osaka... Where's your money? for <laughs> 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 What money? <laughs> You're funny, you know. Oh, so here's one. But here's the thing. An Osaka man finds a stranger eating in his kitchen at night and the stranger dies shortly after. Dies? You heard me. Dies. And this saying goes, truth is stranger than fiction. So around 11 o'clock, a 60-year-old man got out of bed and went to the kitchen of his house for a glass of water. As he entered the room, he was shocked to find a man he had never met before sitting at the table eating foods such as a frozen pasta dinner. Well now. The stranger looked to be in his 30s and was wearing a t-shirt that he had found in the house. When the resident confronted him, the stranger simply said, I came in from I came in the front door. He then suddenly became erratic, behaved violently while trying to flee. The resident's younger brother, who lived next door, heard the commotion, came in to help restrain the intruder. Meanwhile, the resident's father, who lived in the same house, called 110, which is basically Japan's equivalent to 911. Officers rushed to the scene and arrested the stranger, but when they arrived, he had lost consciousness. He was then taken to the hospital where he died an hour later. With the intruder now deceased, police have little to work with in piecing together what had happened. But based on his personal belongings, they believed he lived in Osaka Prefecture, but still working on identifying him and the cause of his death. Medicines were quite left dumbfounded about the whole thing. It's a series of horrors from beginning to end. A man in his 30s suddenly dying. A man in his 60s living with his father next to his brother frozen pasta the more i try to make sense of it all the harder it gets sounds like the victims might have choked him to death but it was self-defense those people in the house were lucky he wasn't a murderer they better lock the door from now on i'm suspicious about the people in the house <laughs> i can kind of see that <laughs> Adding to the confusion, the story as told was according to a YTV report, but as per what ABC News also reported on the incident, was considerably different details. According to them, the intruder was in the process of heating up the pasta when he discovered he was already not breathing by the time the police had arrived. However, ABC News cited no sources, unlike YTV, who got his information from the police. 
it may take some time before a clearer picture of what happened that night is understood. It's also quite possible no one except the intruder knew how he ended up in that kitchen, and the full truth may have died with him. And by ABC News, I mean the Asahi Broadcasting Company, not ABC News that we know. But that was kind of weird. Yeah, it just raises too many questions. Maybe, maybe it was something in the air. I don't know. It's in the air tonight, I guess. Eh. Anywho. Mm. Ready to wrap this up? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I hear that. So let's go ahead and get up on out of here. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're basically telling you straightforward. <laughs> Ron before 21 says they stuffed that frozen pasta down his throat. I'd buy it. I'd buy that one. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, editorials, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, links to our Facebook page of convention and cosplay photos, and then some. All at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you have a phone, fire up your uh, podcasting app and search Anime Jam Session. You'll find basically all basically 500 episodes, 10 years of great content. So you can find it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anything that you use for finding podcasts. Just search Anime Jam Session and it'll come up. And if you have something you want to say, leave us a review on one of them. We greatly appreciate that. Let's see what else we have here. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those social media so you can check out our convention coverage, our cosplay photos, when we're going live, when you can watch repeats of our episodes, and then some. And now we're going around the room. Last words, Ari. I washed the bed sheets today because I found out they can all fit in the, in the building's washers and dryers without blowing them up, so... I've got an especially clean bed to look forward to tonight. Nice. Last words, Mako-chan. I have to make my bed now. <laughs> my last words. Um, ice cream is in my future, as well as some other stuff. We'll see how that goes. Anywho, I also want to say, you know, we appreciate everybody that's been hosting us throwing biddies, subscriptions, all of that. We really appreciate that. Right down below is our tip jar where you can give to our Ko-Fi, Streamlabs, Cheer, uh, anything. You know, we truly appreciate all of that. So, anywho, we're going to get up and get out of here. So, last words. We already are, went through that. We did we? Oh, shit. I must be really tired. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd do this every week. I wouldn't skip a spot, you know, but anywho. Anywho, we're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. Mako? Mako. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and that's Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. That's it. We're getting out of here. See you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!